Hello, this is Ruin Willow with the Oh, Fuck Yeah! with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm super excited you're here. This is a Valentine's Day special about food and sex. Aphrodisiacs. I have an aphrodisiac food specialist expert here to talk with you and me and teach us all kinds of stuff about food and eating for better sex. If you're under 18, it is time to leave the podcast now. I am going to introduce you to Amy Riley. Amy Riley is best known as an authority on aphrodisiac foods, but she is also a speaker, cookbook author, and consultant, as well as a freelance wine writer and wine competition judge. Oh, I love all those things. In 2004, she became the second American to earn a Master of Arts in Gastronomy, awarded by Francis Culinary Temple, Le Cordon Bleu. While at Cordon Bleu, Amy rose to prominence for her work in culinary aphrodisiacs. In 2006, Amy released her first book, Fork Me, Spoon Me. I love that title. Fork Me, Spoon Me, the sensual cookbook, cementing her role as America's leading aphrodisiac food authority. Amy regularly speaks and consults on the topic of aphrodisiacs and has appeared on the Today Show, CBS, Early Show, Nightline, and even Playboy TV. You'll recognize her with the one wearing clothing. In 2005, Riley was singled out as one of the five best female wine professionals in the world of the year by Francis Wine Women Awards. Her other books are Chili Aphrodisia, Romancing the Stone, The Unabridged Guide to Aphrodisiac Foods, The Love Diet, and her latest book is Eat Cake Naked, Aphrodisiac Desserts to Heat Up Your Love Life. Oh, I love all of these things. And she did that one with a nutrition expert she co-authored with Delena Flagg. I don't know if I said that right. She does say the name in the interview. And also you can find her at eatsomethingsexy.com. She's on Facebook as Natural Aphrodisiacs. And on Twitter X, she is Fork Me Spoon Me. Recipes on Pinterest, Fork Me Spoon Me. And I have to mention, this is really cool what she does too. I think this is just so amazing. She helps film and television studios, including Universal, Netflix, and Warner Media, donate leftover catering to those in need rather than having it go in the trash. I had to mention that because that is so important and that really needs to happen. So I hope you enjoy this and it was a really fun chat. I really enjoy talking with her and hey, get her books. No better way to get ready for fun sex than to have food a part of that so you're full and satiated and ready to fuck. All right, let's go. And now for a quick word from my sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. I have something amazing to share with you. I have tried this product. I was given free samples to try it out, and it's amazing. And I also have a code for you to use, so stay tuned for that. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's really amazing. It's supposed to help with erection, support erection, quality, firmness, and sex drive. It contains clinically supported doses of Arginine, nitrate, L-citrulline, Panax, Genseg, and vitamin C. I tried this, right? Okay, so this is kind of geared more towards men, but I tried it on myself and it blew my mind. I mean, seriously, it's an all-natural science-backed supplement and that's what made me feel okay about trying it and I heard other women tried it. So even though it is supposed to help, well, you know, women have erections. I mean, we do. So It makes sense, actually, that it helps women, too, because women have clit boners. It's a thing. And so I tried this, right? And so you you mix it. It's a powder. And you mix it with water, and then you drink it about 45 minutes before you're going to play or have sex. And peaking often is around two hours. So I definitely 
agree with that. It gave me very intense orgasms. I am serious. Like I was ripping a clit sucker off of my clit. It was so intense. And it just, it brought me to climax so much quicker. So it really made a difference for me as a female. And this is like a pre-workout, but for sex. I love that. And it really is true. You can get yourself ready for a much better experience by trying out joy mode yourself. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather take something natural than like a pill because natural is just so much better. And, you know, you could try this too. You can get 20% off with my code RUIN20, R-U-A-N-20. You got to try this. And especially, you know, what a great gift for Valentine's Day. And you and your partner could each take one, plan it, and get ready to have a sex date with each other and blow your mind. Blow both your minds with the experience. So RUIN20, that's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN20. Use at joymode.com. That's use J-O-Y-M-O-D-E.com. It's amazing. I am serious. I am not joking around. I didn't, I was wondering if this was going to work for me and I was very pleasantly surprised. You got to try it. I'm serious. Try it out. It's a sexual performance booster that is natural. Okay. I hope you get it. I hope you get it. You got to try it. You got to try it. Remember code Ruin 20. And now back to the show. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I have an amazing guest and it's tying together two of my favorite topics like ever, food and sex. So this is just amazing. And I'm really excited to have this guest here. Before we get started, I want to quick mention my sponsors for this podcast, manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping with my code RUINWILLOW20. So if you want to get sexy for the bedroom, get your hair and your skin all yummy and ready for fun, sexy times, your, your, all your hair everywhere, including your pubes, you can get sexy. You can get a discount with my promo code RUINWILLOW20 at manscaped.com. And also Kiru Sex Toys. They have amazing sex toys for men and women. And you can get 10% off with my code RUINWILLOW10. Okay, now that we got all that crazy stuff aside, which is really yummy stuff though, isn't it, right? This is Ruin Willow with the, oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow podcast. And I am here with Amy Riley, and I'm really super excited to talk with her. She is a writer, an editor, and an aphrodisiacs, aphrodisiac. I don't know if you have the F there or not. Aphrodisiac foods expert. She has multiple books on this topic and she is online and has some websites. So we're going to get into this juicy, juicy topic of food and how it relates to sexuality. Welcome, Amy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So excited to talk with you because I love food and I love to cook and I have a, under my real name, I have a, a fair amount I do with food too. So it's just fun for me to be able to tie the two together. Now, tell us a little bit more about your background and how you came to be writing and creating this type of content. <laughs> so I started out, I, I just, I've always had a big interest in food. I like to eat. I like to, I like to think <laughs> about my next meal. Um, and so I was working, um, I was working actually as a, as a, primarily as a wine writer, but a food and wine writer. And I became extremely interested in the health side um, mm -hmm. of food and wine simply because 
I got really sick and I didn't know what was going on. And I kept losing weight and I, the doctors just didn't, they were like, oh, you have like a mold allergy or something. I'm like, okay. Um, (laughs) And, you know, allergy shots weren't helping. I just, I didn't know what was going on. And so I went to kind of, um, I went to a couple of different natural health practitioners who were all just like, well, we got to take a look at your diet and we got, we've got to change everything. And Mm. um, I mean, it was kind of miserable, but they were, turns out they were right. Uh, and basically I had at this, I had a severe mold allergy combined with a systemic yeast infection, which is like really oh, sexy wow. sounding. Yeah, I know. Thing. <laughs> but what it means is that like you, your whole gut is, is sick oh, from the yeast. Yeah. Um, and so I had to eliminate everything, <laughs> mm, Wow, everything pretty much from my diet and then gradually add it back in. And I was just so astounded to learn, you know, how much food can impact your health, the way you feel, the way you function, Mm. um, that I really, as a writer, I wanted to learn more about that. And, um, I happen to also have a real love for, um, Greek mythology, well, all mythology. And I, I, I have my master's degree in gastronomy, which means I am a food historian. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to find some way to combine all of these interests and also get people as like excited about food as I am and thinking about their next meal and all of these things. And so for me, the obvious answer was like, I'm going to talk about food and sex yes. because... <laughs> Because, you know, well, first of all, they're like the two things we, I mean, there's what we have to breathe, but we have to eat and we have to procreate. So Mm -hmm. it's like two out of three of the things we have to do. (laughs) Um, And I can talk about them both. And this is really exciting. And there are so many ways to look at this because I can look at it from the historical perspective and use that, my knowledge of how to, you know, research and, and, and discover, uncover this history. But I also have this background now in, in health and I totally understand how eating this way is, mm. is really going to make changes for people. And I can really get people excited about food by telling them they're going to have better sex. So that's mm. where we are now. <laughs> that is so amazing. And I think that's so true. And I think people don't really understand the links like this. I mean, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I should eat healthy to be healthy and, you mm-hmm. know, ward off illnesses or cancer, but not many people think about the fact that it impacts their sexuality. Right. Right. And it really does. And it's funny if you talk to like a lot of urologists will say, you know, you should like, you should look at everything that's good for heart health because mm-hmm. anything that's good for heart health is going to benefit your sexual health. And, and the right. reason is simply, it's all about blood flow, right? Yeah. Yes. It's essential. So you I have mean, to have a happy heart to have a happy sex life. Right. Because if we don't have good blood flow down to our genitals, mm-hmm. well, they're not going to react normally, right? They're not no. going to be at their utmost. Yeah potential. And it can impact, you know, at its worst, it will impact performance. But for most people, it really just impacts pleasure. Mm. It sucks. Pleasure is so important. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And for many, it's more important than procreation because procreation is just (laughs) a finite time, right? It's a finite thing. But pleasure is lifelong. Yes, definitely. It should be. (laughs) We hope if you do things right. Yeah. So what are some things that people are doing wrong that they should be doing (laughs) to help their sexuality, help their pleasure, their orgasms happening? 
Okay, you're going to laugh, but I, I'm convinced the key to everything is water. Oh, Which is n- also not sexy, but um, <laughs> it's a really simple place to start. I am going to drink enough water today. Yeah, yeah. If I drink enough water, I am not going to have a headache. I may have more energy. I, you know, I will, my, my sexual function will improve because everything is lubricated. I am going to look better because my skin is going to be plump. My hands are going to feel nice. It's going to feel good when I touch someone else. Mm -hmm. Water. You know, and it's so interesting too, to think about, I mean, obviously we talk about sexual fluids, your body, if you don't have enough water, isn't going to make that right. Right. Correct. Yes. You will not. And this is particularly for women. Mm-hmm. Isn't that you, so interesting? Yes. You need water for vaginal lubrication. If what you don't have enough. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think you're right. No one thinks of that. I mean, I yes. wouldn't, when you said that, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, lettuce or spinach. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. much easier though. There's nothing, it's not punishing to drink enough water each day, right? I mean, maybe for some of us eating a bowl of kale a day would be, I like <laughs> it, but for a lot of people, it'd be a misery. Um, right. But water, water's easy. So easy. That is easy. I mean, nobody ever, I, like, you know, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for several years now. Nobody ever says, have some water to have great sex. <laughs> like you do not hear that. <laughs> It is a really good starting point. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. That should be a meme out there. Someone should do that. You know, like make your sex life better. All you got to do is have some more water. (laughs) Well, the trouble is, see, there's no money in promoting that. So no one's ever going (laughs) to. That's so true. That is so true. Tap. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some foods then, now that we've mentioned water, what are some foods that people either that harm their sexuality or improve it? Okay. So I created years ago, I worked with a nutritionist named Delana Flagg. Funny story. This girl, Delana, was getting her cooking degree with Le Cordon Bleu. And she came to me and said, I have to do an internship. Can I do it with you? And I was like, cool. So she wrote, she did some research for me. She did some, some writing. And anyway, she After she got her culinary degree, she completely switched gears and went back to school till she got her PhD in nutrition because she was Uh just like so into it. Um, Yeah. So into like the idea of of eating for for your sex life. Anyway, she and I created these lists of the 10 best foods for men and the 10 best foods for women. And they are, they're both available. If you go to eatsomethingsexy.com, you can find both lists and great explanations and all that stuff. Oh, recipes too, how to use Mm. them. Um, But yeah, so, so, I mean, you you can, so I can, I can give you a list of a few foods, but you'll find there are certain things that men need that, that women don't necessarily need as much of and certain things, you know, vice versa. Sure. Um, and so I have those lists. If you want to check them out, I can tell you for men, uh, it's a little more, it's a little more focused on things that, that have protein. Um, mm. uh, salmon makes that list. Ooh. Um, almonds make that list Ah. for women. You're going to love it. Chocolate, dark, specifically dark chocolate. Really? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so excited because I love dark chocolate. Yes. There's even research that, um, Dark chocolate can help you have a healthy vagina. Oh my gosh. I am buying some at the store next time and I'm buying a lot. (laughs) Eat more dark chocolate. 
So yeah. So so, yeah. So, but um, I mean, honestly, eating a diet, concentrating on eating more or eating as much whole foods as possible Mm -hmm. is a great place to start. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, trying to reduce um, things like pesticide consumption, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to eat organic, but maybe, right. you know, try, try to reduce that a little bit. That is going to help too. Um, these are the obvious things, right? And then, yeah. you know, we can get more granular as, as we go, but, um, eating less fried food. I actually mm-hmm. have been trying to eat less fried food because I found out that it's associated with migraines. Oh yeah. And it seems to be helping me. Not that I, I ever never ate a lot of fried food, but I can tell you from my experience that it, it truly just cutting out those French fries has, has helped. <laughs> wow. That's intriguing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't dissect things like that. They just keep mm-hmm. eating what they want and right. they don't really think about, okay, I'm going to eliminate one thing and see if I feel better. You know, like that's probably yeah. how we should do it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually have, I came up with, based on this list that Delana and I made, I actually came up with a whole program for men. Mm, I am nice. working on one for women. Um, and I feel, you know, I feel that women are, are underserved in this area. And so I apologize. Oh, yeah. I am oh, working wow. on it, but it's just <laughs> that my market, I know the people who I can see the stats of the people who are, are getting this information from me are men. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. waiting for it. So I created something called the Better Sex Bundle for Men. Oh yes, and it's based around the ten best foods for men, right? And with you know, I kind of explain it all. I break it down. Why these foods are great for you. Your recipes. I give you a sample menu plan. I give you a planning sheet so you can plan your own menus and incorporate these foods. Mm-hmm. And then the key piece is that I added a journal. Nice. Now it's not like a journal, like you have to write your thoughts and feelings from the day at all. It is more of a like, check it off. How did I feel today? What did I do? What was different? You know, did I take all my medications? Did I change my medications? Cause Mm. that can Mm -hmm. have a big effect on your sexual health. Um, Did I have enough water? Did I exercise today? You know, just all of those things. So you can look back at the end of each week and go, Oh, yeah, my new medication's a problem or, oh, it really does help when I exercise. Right. Yeah. Now, is yeah. this, so So this is a physical book that you write in, right? This is yes. Something yes. So it's, okay. well, it's all, so it's all, I'm just selling it online. So it's all download, print it as you need it. Okay. Got it. Or fill it out online if you prefer, if you don't like wasting paper, that's always right. good. <laughs> How do people access that one? So you can find it if you go to eatsomethingsexy.com. It's it's right there, smack dab in the center of the homepage. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I made it very easy to find. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And so this is something that is pretty easy, I'm assuming, for men to do. It's not like this right. big, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is overwhelming. This is right. scary. Right. Now, okay. it's hard in that any, for a lot of people, any changes, any yeah. lifestyle changes are hard. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you the truth of like, hey, you know, you might increase intimacy with your partner if you feel better. Um <laughs> here's how you can cook a meal together. And guess what? It's going to contain foods that are going to support your sexual health while you're doing it. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
It, it is. I tried to make it as easy as possible, but I know for some people it will be a little painful to have, say, a bison burger instead mm. of McDonald's with french fries. Right. It's right. tough, but, um, but, you know, it's like I said, it's things like exercise a little, mm-hmm. drink some water. <laughs> are you getting enough sleep? Just note mm. it down. Are you getting enough sleep? And what do you feel like when you don't? Um, And try to eat more whole foods, eat more for your snack, you know, eat some salted almonds instead of something from a vending machine. It's not hard. (laughs) No, it's not. And those are good foods. It's not like you, like you said, you're not like forcing kale down people's throats. You must eat this kale. You know, it's like not like that. (laughs) No, I mean, eat more, eat more. If you're a man, eat more pineapple. Pineapple. Now I heard the pineapple thing and I often wondered if it was a myth. So that thing, the whole, the whole, yes, the pineapple semen thing. I mean, I've heard, I've read accounts from, from female porn stars saying, oh, it's totally true. It's sweeter. (laughs) I much prefer it. I try to force a guy to drink a can (laughs) of pineapple juice. Okay. So there's that. But from like a research standpoint, there's no evidence. There's no reason for it to be true, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it changes the acidity and maybe that's all it is. Maybe there's less bitterness because the acidity has changed. But it it, it makes them healthier to eat that, not necessarily. But it makes them healthier. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's a great for men. A lot of fruits or is pineapple especially important? Pineapple and watermelon are particularly oh. important for men. And I don't know if you heard this study. It was, gosh, it was maybe 15 years ago now. They discovered there's a phytonutrient in watermelon. It's oh. called citrulline. Mm. And um, it's extremely good for men's sexual health. Wow. That is so uh, amazing. Yeah, right? Um, so that's so watermelon has been a big thing. Watermelon juice, by the way, is delicious. That's a nice treat. Yes. And uh, all you need, you know, all you need is some fresh watermelon in a blender. Mm-hmm. You can take it with you. It's portable. It's not That's that hard. Amazing. <laughs> and what I love about this is all these damn stupid, almost say asshole companies, pharmaceuticals are trying mm-hmm. to shove all these meds down people's throats to make money. And all of these people need to do, try this stuff first, right? I mean, for, yes, for a lot of people. And if you're experiencing real ongoing problems, you need to go to a doctor first, for sure. Yeah, right. But a doctor is going to agree with me that part of the part of the cure mm. is going to be some diet and lifestyle changes. You right. may also need medication. You may, you know, there are other things. Sure. And in yeah. some people's cases, it's even psychological. Sometimes it's, yeah. you may also need therapy. Um, you may have previous mm. trauma to deal with. but. Right. This is for everyone without question. This is a piece of it and a very important piece. It's so interesting. And it's something that people can try first. Like if people are like, I don't want to try a med yet. Right. You know, of course, feel like you said, some people do need meds and that's just fine. But it doesn't need to be a Band-Aid for everyone. You should, I think that people should even try this, try this first if they're having, you know, issues with erections and whatnot. Why not try it? Yes. And I, you know, as I said, there are, there are some people who should for sure check with the doctor first, especially Mm -hmm. if you're on a lot of medications, it may not like if you're going to increase, if you're going to triple your pineapple and watermelon consumption, you may want to, and you're on a lot of medications, check with your doctor and just make sure, Mm -hmm. Hey, is this cool? 
um, nice. because there are some weird interactions. We don't, you know, we want to avoid those. But if you're not on anything yet and you just mm-hmm. want to give it a try, the way you eat on this plan is, of course, it's just good for you. It's just good for everyone and it's good for the planet because mm-hmm. you're going to reduce your meat consumption. You're going to reduce your processed food consumption. You're going to reduce your sodium. It's just good for you. Oh, yeah. Now, I heard this one time, too, and, and you tell me if you know anything about this, that sugar is actually a testosterone dumper. Is that true? You know, I have read conflicting research. I'm not sure where I stand on it, but mm-hmm. we know we know the negatives of sugar, right? Yeah. We're not. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it really has a substantial effect on testosterone, does it matter? We know We know enough about right. sugar. That, um, you know, we have to, we have to use it moderately. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, whether it is or not, but I just thought that was so interesting when I heard it. I'm like, people, you know, all these people out there in the world are going out on dates and they're ordering this big chocolate cake for dessert, you know, like, oh, that's so romantic. Let's share this piece of cake. And they're like sabotaging, potentially sabotaging their, their fun afterwards at home or wherever they go. (laughs) Absolutely. You bring up, you know, you bring up another great point. So in addition to, you know, sort of talking about, um, the sexual health side of aphrodisiacs, I do a lot of work, like consulting with chefs, restaurants, hotels on planning Mm. things like a Valentine's day menu. And I'm always like, oh yeah. Okay. So if you're, you know, you're trying to create this romantic moment for these people, you're trying to get them turned on. So they go home and have a good time, right? Get the steak off the menu, get the mashed potatoes off the menu. please. Mm -hmm. I remember one chef who wanted to do like this giant fantasy hot fudge sundae for dessert. And I was like, what What do you, what would you feel like after you ate that sundae? Right. (laughs) You're not going to be in the mood to have sex. You're going to feel like a big slug. Yes, yes. I mean, you eat that giant baked potato, you're going to feel like a giant baked potato. Don't, uh-huh. don't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And it's so simple and it's so logical. I mean, it just yes. really is. Yes. So yes, romantic meals should be reasonably light. If you're cooking them at home, they mm-hmm. should be things that are easy to make because you don't want to spend all your energy Right. First of all, you don't want to get like all sweaty over, you know, (laughs) over a stovetop. It's terrible. Um, And you don't want to you don't want to waste all that energy. And about sometimes, you know, when it when cooking, when you're cooking something complicated, it doesn't go right. You just have a freak out. Well, if you're you're trying to create a romantic moment for someone, that's (laughs) that's not the way, not the way to start it. Mm-mm. No, or or something that takes like, you know, three hours of oh. prep, you know, like just like, oh, you know, that's a bad idea, too. I mean, it, it's fun and it has its place, but maybe not right. for that. Yeah. Not for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so and you have a couple of other books out there. I love your titles, by the way. Tell us oh, the titles you. of your books. They're very, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so my first book was called Fork Me, Spoon Me, The Central Cookbook. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, you know, it came out over 10 years ago and it is still popular largely mm-hmm. because of that title. Um, oh, yeah. although it was a really fun and practical book, I will say that. Um, mm-hmm. I have a book called Romancing the Stove mm. and then, um, Eat Cake Naked, which <laughs> is, that is a book that I love. I wrote it. I mentioned Delana before I wrote it with Delana mm. and the, it's a dessert book. 
because oh, nice. I am, it's funny we talked about sugar. I am just <laughs> to dessert. I love dessert. So mm-hmm. we tried to come up with desserts that had some sort of element that is good for your sexual health. Um, mm. I'd say 95% of the desserts in this book have that. Um, and it's just little things like instead of white flour, we use chickpea flour in the brownies oh. and nobody would know. Right. It's kind of brilliant, you know, um, the certain things we're like, well, what happens if you make this with half the sugar? Oh, right. It's still delicious. Does this so taste things bad? Like that. Right. Or, or right. what if we add chia seeds, you know, mm, yes. oh, mm-hmm. it just adds texture. Look at that. Right. So that's kind of what we, we put sesame seeds. We did like, um, you know, like little Mexican wedding cookies. We did that, but with mm-hmm. sesame seeds. Oh, oh, nice. This is delicious. Yeah. So we just played around with traditional flavors and kind of added, I don't want to say hidden nutrition because I don't, you know, I don't like the idea that it has to, to be hidden, that's but that's right. basically mm-hmm. we added nutrition where we could without messing up flavor too much. <laughs> I like that because, you know, you, yeah, do we really need a full cup of sugar? I mean, is right. that really enough? I know a lot of people will do like the switcheroo or like, I think it was like applesauce or something. And that's a good thing to do too. But mm-hmm. yeah, what if you just used a portion of the sugar? Yeah. Or like the applesauce thing. So I will do that sometimes, but I will still use like half the butter because just applesauce messes up your texture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a kind of a texture junkie too. I think that food should be sensual. You know, it should have great texture and great aromas and the whole thing. I want an, I want an experience. I don't just want to eat. I want an experience. Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I do think that different flowers are different, though. Like they behave differently. Like one time mm-hmm. I remember I switched out, I think it was coconut flour, and it turned mm. out way different than I thought. Okay. So a little tip is that um, the density of different different flowers are, are different. And so just look up their great charts online. Just double check that you mm. need to do one-to-one. You might need to like cut it down to three quarters to a cup, something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's tricky. I felt like it was like too <laughs> firm or something like it. Yep. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah you, you probably should have just used less. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> are there better flowers? I mean, like you said, the chickpea, obviously, but are there other right. better flowers than the, the regular white flower? Oh, totally. Almost everything out there is is a better choice. I personally <laughs> don't like, I mean, it's good if for nutrition, but I personally don't like the flavor of brown rice flour. Um, oh, and coconut flour mm-hmm. that you mentioned, you have to be really careful with it for textural reasons. Mm-hmm. It gets okay. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, all of these things that aren't white have nutrition. Mm-hmm. They also have flavor. So if you can use that flavor to make your food more interesting, it's fabulous. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's so interesting. I never thought about looking online to see, you know, the ratios of what's up better. Because I was just thinking, mm-hmm. oh, just complete substitution. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm just going to nope. try this flower. Like, I'm like thinking I'm trying something cool, you know, like, I, I am. Just- <laughs> I, I've done it too. Like, and I should know better, but I've done it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. When you're cooking a romantic dinner, don't experiment. Yeah, save it, save it for another time. Unless the two of you are making a meal together and that's kind of a turn on for you, like creating something weird. Okay, Mm -hmm. sure, that's your thing. But otherwise, (laughs) yeah, don't, don't do it. 
Maybe have a backup if you're going to do that, yes, right? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pie so the ice cream I... in the freezer, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny because I wrote this um, erotic rom-com book and one of the things that happened in it is they're playing around there. They're trying to challenge each other all day long and to climax. And mm-hmm. she's trying to cook this cheese sauce, you know, right? Okay. Well, of course it gets ruined because he's using the sex toy on her and she's trying to cook. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 of course, and it's like, you know, yes. that was part of the rom-com. Like she wrecked the cheese sauce yes. because, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, actually, I've, I've heard a lot of real life stories that aren't far off from that. So, yes, keep <laughs> the meal simple. Um, the other thing I say is there is no shame in takeout. Bring the food right. home for your romantic meal. But what I want you to do is make it something special. Don't eat it out of those cartons. Yeah. You're going to get out the best china and you're going to plate the food beautifully. And you're going to make it an occasion and you're going to put your cell phone away and you're going to have a romantic dinner and hopefully you're going to have some kind of fabulous drink with it. Um, Yes. All alcohol is considered aphrodisiac. However, we all know you have to be a little careful. I hate the word moderation, but this is one place where it really applies. It goes too far. (laughs) Um, And if you don't, if you choose not to have alcohol, which sometimes is the smarter choice, Mm-hmm. Um, make some fabulous mocktail, right? Make some special drink. You know, it it doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. Make something special. I love how we're doing this right before Valentine's Day because this mm. is gonna this is gonna air. You know, bef- a couple of weeks before Valentine's Day. Like this is just perfect information. Well, now you've got all your tips. Yes, yeah, ready to go. It's, <laughs> it's perfect. Now you also did you say you rated wine? Is that what was the other thing you did? Oh yeah, I, I write I write about wine. Um and I have mm. worked as a wine competition judge as well. Yeah. Nice. My oh, so very cool. first yeah, my very first job after college was in a tasting room of a winery. And mm. I was actually, believe it or not, in college, I was actually into wine, which mm. maybe a little odd, but um I spent <laughs> you know what, I spent a semester abroad in South Australia and everyone there oh. was into wine and I just kind of I didn't do it. Uh, so yeah. I took a job in a tasting room and I learned a lot about wine and I was just excited to write about it. And there you go. <laughs> That's very cool because I I love wine. So you're like, these are hitting my things. I love dark chocolate and I love wine. They're like my favorite things. And so, so really, like you're saying, if you have a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of wine, that's mm-hmm. not going to kill your sexuality. It's not going to kill your mood no. unless you take it too far. So it's good to know right. that information for people like, oh, I better not have any because I don't want to impact my, my our no, sex figure. No, you know, like, no, not at all. And in fact, there was a, a doctor who was also a vintner, um, Dr. Max Lake, who did a lot of research on wine and um, like wine as a form of foreplay. And he basically oh. found that that certain wines, the aromas of certain wines, um, actually kind of almost replicate human pheromones and can kind of get you turned oh, wow. on. You can get turned on by, by smelling just what yes. So, I mean, you don't even have to drink it, really. Uh, you can just sniff the wine. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was an interesting man. Um, but he, yeah, he, he made some really fabulous discoveries. Oh, wow. That is totally amazing. Yeah. I, I like that because, you know, sometimes people, I think alcohol gets a bad rap, you know, and then right. maybe it's because people sometimes do too much, but it gets a bad rap sometimes, you know? Nope. Nope. In this, in this situation, that wine, that wine might just seal the deal for you. <laughs> and it's not going to hinder your sex. That's a good thing to know that right. people can still enjoy in moderation and 
not lose anything out. So in your other book, um, Fork Me, Spoon Me, is there a particular Uh type of food that you focused on? And is that is that one a sexuality book as well? Does it talk about that or do you is that more geared towards like just health in general? Oh, no, that book was purely about aphrodisiacs. It was my first book. And I just wanted people to know more about aphrodisiac foods and just Mm -hmm. get excited about eating them with really delicious recipes. Um, And so I focused on 12 ingredients. Please don't ask me what they were. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know any of them? (laughs) No, I used to, I used to joke that I was going to have them like tattooed down my arm because every time I did an interview, I would forget like two or three. Right. Um, Because there's so many foods. I know. I know. I know honey and chili peppers are on the, were in there Um, and peaches Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that book, so yeah, so that book is about 12 ingredients and you'll have to get the book if you want to find out what they are. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) And then how to use them. And so it's it's a really fun, it's a fun book. It's a fun, I made it, I wanted to make it as a gift book. I wanted it to be a book Mm, that people could, didn't, number one, they didn't have to cook from it, that it was a fun book to read and a fun book to give as a gift. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so how did you prepare for that one? Was that one that you learned things from school or did you find it out other ways, like from your degrees or how did you find out the aphrodisiac pieces? So when I was doing my Master of Arts at Le Cordon Bleu, um, it was a program where you did a lot of self-directed study. And at every opportunity we had, I studied food and sex. Um, and in mm. fact, then we had uh, a year to do a dissertation and I did mine on the relationship between food and sex in American popular culture. Mm. Interesting. And so, you know, by the time I had graduated, I really felt that I had a book in me and I started looking for publishers mm. right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Something we should all know. I mean, these are just all just natural things yeah. that, uh, you know, I think it's, I think probably years ago, this stuff was really more well known than it is now. Do you think mm. that? Yes and no. Um, I think that people were more familiar with the concept of aphrodisiacs than, than now, but mm. um there was just nothing, there was no information on whether these foods really did anything. You know, it was just folklore. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we have the technology and the means to do more studies now than back then. Back then it was probably just more by word of mouth or just people found stuff out by chance, you know. Yeah. Well, if you, but if you look, you know, historically at the concept of aphrodisiacs, like throughout history, Mm-hmm. What's fascinating is number one that that the same foods were held in regard by cultures on different parts of the world. So oh. you know they found something, you know, so there was something to it that they yeah. that they clearly felt. Um, mm-hmm. And also, when you look at a lot of these cultures, people were generally starving. Yeah, people, you different. know, no, there wasn't there wasn't the abundance of food we have now. And right. so you have to figure that they really saw something important in these foods to kind of mm-hmm. use them in this way. So, yeah. Right. Right. I mean, obesity is a fairly new phenomenon, I think, right. in the human race. Right. I mean, because before we had to work much harder yeah. to get our food, you know, it wasn't like it is now or we're just and now it's just, yeah, it's almost an overabundance that's actually mm-hmm. causing a problem. Yeah. For yeah. Many people. Mm hmm. 
least in our world. I mean, I know other parts of the world, sadly, they are, they are still like that and they still are fighting for food, but, uh, and that's, that's a huge problem, obviously. And, but it just, it's interesting because our, everything has changed so much in modern times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we now have the problems of our, you know, diets that are are really hurting us. Right. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and obesity itself is going to make sex harder. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's already, yes. a, that it, 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 that is a thing too. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So when you created this, the Better Sex Bundle for Men, your goal mm-hmm. was to reach out to a bunch of men. And so is it, is it actually a course you said, or is it a book? I wasn't quite so sure. So it's a book with, you know, support material. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the core of it, the core of it is a book, but then I included the support materials to help you make it a reality. It's not just a book to read and put down and go, okay, well, I learned something, but I'm not doing that. No. here are the tools to help you I'm gonna hold your hand (laughs) and you're gonna get there and even if you just try it and decide it's not for you okay but I guarantee you'll feel different you know even if it's not sustainable you will there there are there you will find you will find there is a difference now, I did interview a person too, another person who wrote about sex and, and eating, and they said a big thing was leafy greens. Do you agree with that one? Like people eating leafy greens for impacting I mean, their sexuality as well? So kale, <laughs> kale <laughs> does kale. make, yeah, it's on my list of the 10 best foods for women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it, it it's nutrient dense and it's got some very important nutrients for women's health. Um, that's not, I'm not going to tell you, you have to eat a bowl of raw kale every day. No, (laughs) Uh, if you would increase your kale consumption and you can find other ways to use it, right? You could put kale in a soup. You can put kale in your lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, concentrate on getting more kale. It's, it is good. But just to say in general, leafy greens are the, are the, you know, the, the the pot of the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. No, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they're good. And you know, funny thing, part of the reason that, that leafy greens are great is because they help you hydrate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're sure. full of water. Um, yeah. And, you know, that that's sort of that bulk that kind of keeps things moving, mm-hmm. uh, keeps you from getting constipated. That's always nice. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, and not all greens are created equal. Um, iceberg lettuce and kale are like not even on the same planet nutritionally. Basically. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Although I still do like the iceberg. I I still like the crunch of that. You know, I, I, I understand the crunch, but the flavor is so bitter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. And but you know, and I think too, some people are turned off by the texture of kale. But you're right; you can cook it. Right. And then you aren't even going to notice. It's kind of like when you cook spinach, you don't really notice it as much. When you're eating a raw totally. spinach salad, oh yeah, you notice that spinach in there. But if you cook it, it yep. smushes down and wilts. And <laughs> it's just kind of it like, like you down. said, hidden. It's just in there, but yeah. you don't really, it's not like screaming at you. No, not at all. So, you know, but yeah, so there are definitely, there are things you can do with kale to make it more fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
kale chips, kale chips count too. <laughs> yeah. And those you, yeah, I have tried making those once. It was kind of difficult. You put oil on it, right? A little. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what? It helps if you have like, I have a toaster oven that air fries that makes it oh. easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but you could also buy kale chips. And just check, you know, you got to think about these. You've got to check, well, how much fat are in these? Is it a trans fat? Oh, is it too much sodium? Because all of those things are bad. Those are dirty words for your sex life. All right. Trans fat, sodium, not good for sexual health. I mean, we all need some salt, right? But mm, too much yeah. is is going to seriously impact your sex life. Right. So what do you have to say about people who are people who don't eat meat, like vegetarians mm-hmm. in their sex life? What is, is there any negative or positive impacts there? Okay. So, you know, at different points in my life, I have just experimented with different diets for various mm-hmm. reasons, curiosity mostly. And it, while I was working on my dissertation, I decided to go on a raw diet. Mm. So I took vegan one step further. Ah. Um, and I have to tell you, I have, there are two times in my life where I, I noticed with, without question, I felt better than I ever had. And one mm. was when I was doing that raw diet. And the oh. reason I did it, by the way, was because while I was working at my dissertation, I was sitting at the kitchen table. And yeah. so, and I was not enjoying what I was doing. So I kept getting up and snacking. Oh, sure. You know, like, I mean, like saltwater taffy and like, just no, no, not all. You can't do that all day. You can do it sometimes, but <laughs> right. you do that all day. So that's why I decided to eat raw. And although I didn't love the diet, it's not something I stayed with after I finished. It just wasn't for me, but hmm. I never felt better. The other time wow. that I felt that was, it wasn't purposeful that I changed my diet, but I was in South Africa for a few weeks Mm. And, um, I was there doing safaris. I was there to see animals. And, um, the funny thing is when you're, when you go on these trips to, to see the animals, they feed you them not every night, right? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So you go watch the wildebeest run all day and then you eat the wildebeest for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But I was eating, so I don't eat a lot of meat generally. It's just Mm -hmm. not my thing. But I was eating wild game and I do like, Uh, I actually do like wild game. It's just not that readily available here and it's very expensive, but I was eating wild game every night for like three weeks and I had incredible, I had not only just incredible energy in general, but incredible sexual energy, like all of it. I was like, this is so bizarre. And now that diet isn't sustainable for me because I can't go to the grocery store and buy wildebeest. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) But, um, fresh out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was, but it was interesting to, you know, make these discoveries that, that these different ways of eating are really, you know, the, the incredible impact they, they do have on your overall mm-hmm. health and, and particularly sexual health. Fascinating. That is very fascinating. I think that's so interesting. And I wonder if they've done studies like of people who are, you know, this, this, the libido of people who are vegetarians versus meat eaters. Like, I'm just so curious about that kind of thing. Like, they have. And in fact, there's a documentary. I'm only on episode two now uh, oh. on Netflix right now that I don't know what it's called. It's about the, the one about twins. People mm. probably know what I'm talking about, uh, where uh, Stanford did this study where they took twins and put them on two different healthy diets. But one was vegan and one was omnivore. And, um, 
they studied, you know, how the effects of these two diets over eight weeks. And one of the things they studied, I think only on the women, oddly, and I I haven't figured out why yet, um, Mm. but on the women, they studied the impact on their ability, you know, their sexual arousal and their, in their, you know, uh, uh, um, sexual function. Mm -hmm. So I will find out when I get to the end of this documentary. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to to watch that. I'm very curious. <laughs> right? Yes. I was just kind of like, I was a little ho-hum because there was, there were some like preachy elements, but then they started talking uh, about how they studied um, sexual function. And I was like, yes, uh, I'm in, you got me. <laughs> I'm zoned in now. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what else you do. You, you have listed here as a writer and an editor and is an editor for yourself or for other people? So I, um, when I wrote Fork Me, Spoon Me, I was working, I I mentioned, you know, that I I immediately went out and looked for publishers and Mm -hmm. I was working with a publisher and (laughs) my editor called me and said, yeah, this isn't going well. You're going to, you should self-publish. I'm going to tell you what to do. And you're going Mm -hmm. to self-publish. This was before self-publishing was cool. Now it's like everybody's doing it. No, people are not doing it. But I was just like, you know what? You're like, what? (laughs) I've got nothing to lose here Mm. by trying it. But if I continue with the publisher, I'm going to lose my vision. Oh, sure. So, Mm, yeah. yeah. So I, um, I did it. And the book was so successful that I was able to publish the cookbook of this phenomenal little bakery that I know. Oh, nice. Um, the book was Kiss My Bunt. I learned everything <laughs> there is to know about baking a bunt cake. And um, I, oh boy, I can make a great cake now. Anyway, nice. I wound up having to become an editor for, mm. I mean, I'd always worked on and off as an editor here and there, you know, but oh, for sure. the publishing mm-hmm. company. Um, yep. And now for Eat Something Sexy, I'm I'm the editor-in-chief. I have a number oh, okay. of writers who, you know, nice. are experts in different areas. I have, um, I have a couple of wine writers. I have a couple of travel mm. writers. And so, awesome. yeah. So I still work occasionally as an editor just to kind of get their work polished and, and out there as the best it can be. Right. Absolutely. And what else do you have on the eatsomethingsexy.com? We should talk about what else you have on your website. Oh my goodness, we've got it all. So everything <laughs> I tried to encompass, everything sort of that that in under the umbrella of of food and romance. Mm, so nice. you know, there's there's information on ingredients that are famously aphrodisiac, and um, I I have so that section is all me. That's all my stuff. And mm. I kind of go into as much as possible, you know, historically why it's aphrodisiac, the data that may mm. support that or prove it wrong, because sometimes, you know, oh. mm-hmm. it is. And and I want people to know that, too. Sure. Um, so there's that information. And then there's a whole section on sexual health um, that I work with Delana on creating new articles there to kind of nice. get people excited about eating the right things. Um, we have recipes. We have mm. recipes from some really great chefs, as well as my recipes. Um, some there are a few recipes from my books, even in there. You can have them for free. Nice. Um, and then we have we had we do have a whole travel section, which is really fun. Mm. Um, try to focus on like destinations that are good for couples or hotels that are oh, good for couples, yeah. that kind of mm. thing. 
um, to kind of get you, you know, planning, well, what could you be doing next? Um, and then we do have, we also have products, um, Mm -hmm. where we kind of look at products that are either going to be, you know, a help to your romantic life. Like I have my very favorite wine bottle chiller Mm. in there. It's just going to be, if you want to take that romantic picnic, take this along or a hike. You can have wine at the end of that hike. Sure. And um, so, you know, products like that, as well as products that are potentially going to help your sexual health. Like we have this, um, there's a turmeric tea that Mm. I reviewed um, that um, could be profoundly beneficial to your sexual health. You know, if if like drinking a tea is something that, that kind of turns you on, not sexually turns you on, but right. taste button turns you on. Um, so, you know, we have, we have a range of products like that, that kind of touch on every, every aspect from romance to sexual health. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds like a great site to visit. <laughs> well, thank you. Love Come it. visit. <laughs> yeah. So I have a quick question too. When you're mm-hmm. making a recipe, how many times do you have, I know it's going to be different for a recipe, but mm-hmm. how many times do you generally on average have to make it before you say, okay, this is going in the cookbook? So I created this as, as a testing system and mm-hmm. I would test a recipe three times. Okay. Then I would send it to at least three home cooks to try oh. Mm-hmm. To make sure not only just to not only just to look at flavor or typos because both happen mm-hmm. problems with both happen, but uh, also just to make sure they can follow the instructions. That is understandable that they could create something, sure. um, and if any of them came back with problems, then I'd go through and test it at least one more time, then mm-hmm. send it to three more. <laughs> oh wow! Three more homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I, you know, I wanted to make sure that the recipes work. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like my friend Jim, whose cookbook had a cake that will explode in your oven. <laughs> oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. He gave me his book and he said, don't make the chocolate cake. <gasps> oh, Why no. is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was not his fault at all. Um, you know, somehow there was a typo. I think it was like a baking soda typo oh. that happened after, you know, it was, it was out of his control. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, like normal typos in a book aren't a big deal, but in a cookbook, they're yeah. a big deal, you know, yeah. like yeah. one half versus one third. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was actually a print run on my book uh. where like a piece of paper got in front of like a, a, a small, like three of the ingredients were missing oh, because like, you know, a, a paper got into the printer or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only, you know, it was a, it was a run, maybe 500 books had like three missing ingredients. Oh my gosh. What a nightmare. So, and like, sometimes yeah. those things aren't even found, right? Like, I mean, well, it... I didn't find it till the books went out and people started writing to oh. me and I was like, let me send you the proper recipe. Can I send you a new book? Like, how can I make this right? Painful, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it is totally what it painful. is. Yep. <laughs> Weird things you don't expect. No. You've got to roll with it. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been totally amazing. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention or any pieces of advice that you wanted to give that you haven't yet before we end? Um. No, you know, I mean, we really, we dove into all the areas. I mean, we've got the Valentine's Day advice. We've got the eating for your sexual health advice. 
Um, and really everybody drink more water. Go get a glass of water right now. Right. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So all of the links we down in the podcast show notes so that everyone can find Amy's books and her website. So go check it out. It's totally amazing. Thank you so much for being on here. This was really fun conversation. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And don't forget to go check out Powered by Pod Nations TV on Roku TV and Fire TV. You can check out the podcast, Real Sharks Podcast. Reviews that scare entertain this that's my sports podcast digging in the dome slam city podcast pods like us the happy hour podcast and so much more amazing amazing so check it out and enjoy oh fuck yeah let's go